0: You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer.
1: Hi, River. Hi, Michelle. I swear to God, I don't think I pushed that button. It like knew to do it. The record button. Yeah, the record button. It just all of a sudden started. I was like, okay, here we go.
0: You know why? Because your Zoom just knows we're doing this your zoom is like it, we're doing this let's do it
1: Well zoom knows how happy we are it hears us start laughing yeah. and it's like oh here they go they're gonna start another episode here they go um we really do have guests coming they just are not ready for us yet <laughs> so today we
0: have a whole lineup of amazing guests and you know what it will happen when it's the aligned time with our schedules, but like we have in a, like a roster of amazing guests coming, including people who are in different parts of the world.
1: Yeah. And we're also um, gonna introduce a um my Reiki guy, I think. We're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. talk to Javante. So that'll be cool. Yeah, and um get him on our calendar ASAP. So today yes. we're gonna keep It's still February, still the month of um, amour, of love, or of singledom, as a lot of, you know, people know.
0: Um, As I've been saying, uh, badass singles awareness. Exactly. Badass (laughs) singles awareness. I love it. So what's our topic today? We're going to talk more about dating. Dating, but in the context of deep diving. Yeah. Dating energy. Mm-hmm. How our dating has healed us. Yes, our dating queen. patterns. The deep diver getting in there. God, I love a good deep dive.
1: Yeah, me too. I love it so much. <laughs> how much do you love it, Michelle? I. I'm sorry, guys. I'm still um recovering. I I have been pausing. Uh, I have been muting myself. But that time I didn't catch it. I apologize to the listeners to hear my cough.
0: Yeah, Michelle's still recovering from COVID.
1: Um, Sickness. But deep dive, yes, deep dive the feelings, deep dive the whys, deep dive um, how and what and if there's new ways to do something that's been done for years. I mean, like you and I like to exhaust every
0: possible angle. Yes. Yes. I think, and I've come to realize recently that this is a favorite word of mine, the lens through which you look at things. I like to put on different lenses. Your favorite word is
1: interesting.
0: Is that my favorite word?
1: (laughs) You love saying interestingly enough.
0: You say interesting a lot. Interesting. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay.
1: I adore them. Um You're simply the best. You're simply the best. Better than, Better than all the rest. rest. Okay. So we're deep diving. Dating. dating. Okay. So, but there's like a few different ways you want to go about this, which I liked. There's like the context of which the no-nos, like walking into dating, like our our mindset has to be in a specific way, right?
0: Well, yeah, I, I was, and this kind of came up because I was, as you and I were having a conversation on the phone last night, you know, we were talking about like dating habits and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was thinking about <clears throat> as someone who is um, not actively out there, Mm-hmm. having dates but is open to dating um and looking back at my dating life the last couple of years since my divorce process started and becoming single and all of that um how my my lens because that's my favorite word how yes, my lens is. has changed around dating and how the energy i'm bringing to dating has shifted so much um whereas you know, two years ago, I guess, you know, the beginning of 2021, when I had become newly single and I hadn't dated in 10 years and I opened up the dating apps and I was like, Mm -mm. Oh, this just feels so awful. hundred (laughs) percent. And as I was interacting with it, my energy was no one's ever going to want to date a 33-year-old single mom who has two kids Everything. and a dramatic baby daddy. And my lens of myself was that, like, I wasn't, I was never going to find love. Right. And that dating would be shitty. And mm-hmm. that people just wanted to get in your pants and like, you couldn't trust anyone and dating apps were awful. So like the energy that I was bringing to dating was so heavy and so negative mm-hmm. that, that, of, that, of course, there's no way I was going to meet my soulmate. Right. Not energy. Right. And then in, in contrast to now, you know, two, two and a half years later, Um, my energy towards it is so different. Where now I look at dating as an adventure, Mm -hmm. an opportunity, love and discovery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I know my boundaries. I know what I deserve. I know what Mm -hmm. I want. And the energy I'm bringing to the table in dating is so different. And it's showing because the people I'm chatting with or connecting with, um, and, you know, recently was exploring the idea of relationship with someone, the caliber of people I'm talking to has changed
1: Mm. as well. Well, because when when we're energetically putting ourselves out there, as we know, through the process of our spiritual journey, and with therapy is that you know, when we're manifesting or the, using the law of attraction, however you want to look at it, everything we say from the minute we, how we approach dating those that, that tape that's playing in our head um, kind of sets the tone for who is going to respond to you because one of the things that we said, I think, on one of like um, a, a podcast a while ago, where is about our non negotiables and our requirements? Mm-hmm. I love how you looked at that through a lens then, which was
0: mm-hmm.
1: I better only have things, I better only require or find as a non negotiable if I'm willing to also meet that ex- same expectation. Yeah. And now, you're, yeah, now you're obviously, like, if you even looked at that, like, I looked back at mine recently, and I need to, like, redo it. <clears throat> but it is so different, because... Are you speaking about your list? Yeah, just like our list. Yeah. Like, they probably, yeah. yours has probably changed as well. Like, mine definitely yeah. has. And it's not so much of the list has changed. It's more about... My mindset around the list. And I think it was, it's really comes around to the, to the, for me at least, it's like when I'm thinking about how I want to approach dating, because if you're truly not ready, the apps are going to be a horrible idea. Horrible. You literally have to be in such a mind shift. For a successful creating successful opportunities, I guess I guess what I want to say. Um Yeah, so-
0: it's it's interesting and on that vein, um, I'll give an example of this. Of the the energy that you bring is the energy that you receive. Yeah. And I'll give an example of this. So when I first got back on uh, when I first got onto dating apps when I was newly single, um, I did connect with someone fairly rapidly. And what happened, what came from that was that um I went on my first date in 10 years. And he was sweet and he was lovely, and we had a great date, and he kissed me on the first date, and I was like all oh, glowy and happy and all the things, right? Yeah. And thinking, oh, you know, like, oh, this is gonna be so much easier than I thought. But there was so much I hadn't even begun to heal yet. Yeah. Around the um, the relationship I'd had I was coming out of, mm-hmm. and the things I had allowed in those in that relationship, yeah. I didn't understand that I was still calling in the same kind of person mm-hmm. with the energy I was bringing, yeah. because the energy I was bringing was that I don't deserve love. That's there, it. Like, I I'm gonna have to settle. I'm going to have to take what I can get. Like this is, you know, if if I meet someone like this is it, this is the best I can do. And what came out of that was this lesson because it gave me this opportunity to recognize a boundary, practice a boundary and realize the energy I was bringing because I told this person on their first date, a non-negotiable for me is communication around dating other people. Mm. If you're going to date other people, and more specifically, be physically intimate with other people. That's a non-negotiable for me in terms of communication. Because I'm, like, I'm open to that. Like, obviously, we're not going to put all of our eggs in one basket right after one date. But if we continue seeing each other, I need to know that you're going to communicate about, like, sexual safety and who you're seeing and mm-hmm. communicate about that. Be vocal mm-hmm. about it. Because mm-hmm. I had been married to a chronic cheater for Mm. so long and as we continued dating because we did continue dating he was sweet he was lovely he was wonderful attentive communicative all these things but i found out that he was seeing other people and didn't communicate to me about it so So i had called in the same kind of person who was charismatic on the on the outside and attentive on the outside But still unable to respect and honor and hear my boundaries. Yeah. And so it gave me a lesson. It gave me an opportunity to say, okay, thank you for this time together. I've enjoyed it. I've appreciated it. No, thank you. Bye. Yeah. And that was the first time I ever chose myself in dating and stuck with my boundaries.
1: And it makes a huge difference when you... Come from a place of want and not need. I mean, yeah, that I think is I think that's the biggest change. I think when we all get caught up in these avoidant and and anxious and what is it like um disassociated or what what not like attachment styles, and of course, you know, we're not I'm not a therapist, but I know enough about them that if you approach dating in any other way than being totally fine with whatever is coming your way and staying and just staying open, Mm -hmm. that it makes a really big difference because I will tell you that a second date feels very different than a first date. Mm-hmm. and sometimes when we're on a first date you can't always feel like you you're not always going to get the best of that person because we're everyone's in their head when they show up for that first date like there's so yeah. dumbass pressure around the first date that um yeah it's it's impo- almost impossible to show that person who you are you just hope You've done enough like discovery and you were curious enough to say, can we, you know, do you want to give it a second try?
0: And you also have to be detached from outcomes. So you have to yep. be detached from. Right. From, and also not take it personally when that person yes. shows you who they are. It's totally When that, dis- okay. that discovery, yeah. When the discovery continues and you discover that that person is not who they presented themselves to be. Yeah. Do recognize it, be okay with it, let it go and say, this is not what I want. Yeah, you're cool. And not take it personally. Totally. Like,
1: you're cool, just not for me. Or vice yeah. versa. If they say that to you, you're like, thank you for thank you for having enough self-awareness to know that maybe I'm not your flavor of the month. And I'm cool with that. Like, as long as it's direct. I mean, I know we're going to talk about a little bit, like, things that we've been learning um, on our dating path. And I will say like after the divorce, I was seeing someone for, I think like, you know, almost a year and there was so much gray area that it was really hard for me. And I didn't recognize it at the time, not thinking it's, it wasn't malicious. It was just, It just kind of, it is what it was, right? Like, it just was. Mm -hmm. And I know she did the best she could at that time, but I then, and I didn't know that I require, unless Mm I had had some dates and had had these experiences, said yes to the experiences because every bad date gets you closer to what you want. Yes. Yes. I think that's yes. really important. It's like my dad used to say it's a sales thing. It's like it's it's an every no you're closer to the yes. And it's kind of yes. a similar, you know, experience except you're really taking the time like your discovery questions and how you put yourself out there. You have to know what you're actually trying to extract from that person in order for you to make a claim in the now, not, oh, I bet they have so much potential
0: for mm-hmm. the next 30
1: years. Like, no, 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 no. Fuck that noise. Right? Like we don't that, date
0: you know, potential. We don't date potential. Just noise.
1: Yeah. You're not dating potential. You're dating who that person is showing up in the now. And mm-hmm. if I didn't have all those experiences, I wouldn't now really have an understanding of I'm kind of a needy little beast in a way, like, which is fine. I I just know myself enough that I need someone who's a really good communicator. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if it's not around like how they feel, like that's not what I mean. I mean, like they'll text you when you text them back there. There's a cadence. There's like a gentle rhythm of reciprocity.
0: Yeah. Reciprocity, I think is that key word. It's not... It's not like a codependency where it's like, "Oh, I'm mm. going to freak out if this person doesn't text me back and I need it." And I like it's that reciprocity of knowing that someone is being intentional in their mm-hmm. actions towards you and meeting you in the same place that you're meeting them.
1: Totally. You're mutually
0: you're mutually committed to being interested in each other and getting to know each other and showing well, up for each other. And there's gifts
1: in every potential person. I mean, when Angela told me this last, I don't know when she last told, I think it was maybe, no, it wasn't January. It was um, last year, probably Mm -hmm. somewhere around the summer. And she just said, Michelle, every person that you decide to connect with, even just have like a couple of conversations with, they have a chance to either be an expander for you or a lesson. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And so when I dated that gal, when I first got out when, with all the gray area, I realized that the couple of gifts that I got from that was really a better understanding because one thing that she really did amazing, which was oh, well, several things that got me to the next level for myself was showed me that I'm, I can be really introspective with myself and that mm. my self-awareness is really good. Whereas in my marriage, it di- I didn't show up in that same way. So mm-hmm. I, had a, I had these old beliefs about myself that I'm shallow, that I don't have, I don't reflect on things, that I am wishy washy. I mean, mm. so all the things I learned with her that I was more.
0: That yeah, in
1: fact, I'm not at all how I showed up in my marriage like that blew my mind and that really started me on the path of feeling way more confident in me as mm. just, as a friend as a sister as a you know it shows up in like all these ways
0: I really really love the idea of expanders and dating I really do I really love looking at dating shifting your lens' uh, my word again yep. shifting your lens to um to view dating as like I said, opportunity. it's opportunity to grow you know you, you get to practice yeah you know and I think so many people just take it so personally and they are so emotional about dating because there's pieces of them that still are looking for validation. Looking for someone to fulfill all their needs to check all the boxes. The one they're looking for, the one. And if the person isn't the one, then what's the point? Well, I'll tell you what the point is. In the last two and a half years since I became single, I have dated four people. Yeah, each for just a couple of months, a couple weeks, a couple months, and one person I didn't even get to date in person because we live in different countries. Yeah, but. Each one of those people taught me something so fucking valuable mm-hmm. about myself. Right. And the part, the river I am now with that knowledge and that experience is not the same river that I was two and a half years ago. Exactly. And that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. And it's, so it's like, if I had, if I had said two and a half years ago, I'm not going to date. Right. I don't know that I would have learned the same lessons mm-hmm. that I needed and had the growth that I needed. Yeah. as As it happened, right. Um, and so, you know, really for me, it's it's been interesting to also recognize as I've grown because of dating. Also, the caliber of people I'm dating has also shifted. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Totally. Well, that, but that's the, that's the natural order of this. If you're consciously aware of what you want, if you don't know what you want, well then you're going to literally just be single for a long time because they're also, you have to make, you have to allow people to show up for that space And I Mm -hmm. think early on, because it had been like, you know, 30 years since I dated, like Mm -hmm. fucking forever. um, And I think I had some old beliefs around what dating is supposed to be about. And that's like, Mm -hmm. and I think I was in that same frame of mind of like, or, you know, like, or just trying to make somebody something that they don't fit into as opposed that to is, allowing yeah. that person to just like not chasing, you know, and that kind of stuff, like stop the chase. You don't need it. It's not worth any effort. It's because I personally know, and I I know, you know, how you show up with people when it feels organic and when it feels yeah like you're curious enough to like really want to get to know them and then when they do show up you're like oh that feels cool that's awesome and then like you wake up the next morning you're like i wonder if i wonder if we're like still doing this you know what i mean it's like it's so crazy it's you- funny
0: cuz i uh my my facebook memories <laughs> my Facebook memories is an interesting place sometimes you know how they pop up and it and it's interesting because I'll see these posts um I saw one the other day and and I realized like I never I would never talk about my relationship my marriage my partner on social media very much I didn't share a lot of pictures I didn't share a lot about it um and but I saw this post the other day where I wrote this like long gushy post about oh I'm so lucky to have this man who you know uh, he did a load of laundry this morning before going to work and it made my whole day easier and I just like went on and on and gushed about how I had this amazing partner who was a great dad and it's like okay yeah he did a load of laundry oh my god that's like the bare minimum but while he was doing a load of laundry yeah, and what I didn't share on my social media post was that he was probably texting five other women because he was chronically always cheating on me. The entire oh, relationship from, from the minute I found out I was 11 weeks pregnant to the end of our relationship, just constant. And so here I was putting out this front on social media of like, oh, this great guy, because he did this one bare minimum thing. And now it's like, I looked at that post and I just laughed and I was like, Oh, little river, little river. Little river, That's right. You took- oh, I just want to give you a big hug because you deserved so much more than that. And now river at 35, almost 36 years old will never accept the bare minimums ever again. Yeah. The, the bar team. is
1: so high. <laughs> some, other, some other things we have to like learning what to ask before mm. like setting a coffee date up, like this one gal that I went out with. Oh my god, this was such a hot mess. I don't know if you remember this. It was just last it was like I don't know when it was. But anyways, it was uh this girl had just gotten out of a relate, like her partner cheated on her with like you know, she's mid forties with a 22 year old from the gym.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I remember this.
1: Yeah, and She literally was a hot mess. Like she needed she really needed to be there with like a best friend with Mm. like a confident like not on a first date. I was I just couldn't believe it. So things transpire in a way to allow you to say, oh, I need to ask this question and this question So you just become better. Like when you finally are ready to like put yourself out there again, it's like, it's nice because you, you have an opportunity to do it different each time and get Mm -hmm. better results. And then you're healing and then you find someone who you really enjoy. And just by them saying, I choose you every morning, heals you in a way that, was uncompre- It was incomprehensible for me seven months ago.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, the most recent person that I was in conversation with um, and and just deeply, like truly, I, I adore this person, really, truly adore this person. And w- we were in conversation, you know, part of the winter, um, and I guess it's still winter, but part of this winter around, um, you know, potentially having a relationship. And that experience was so healing for me. Because, of, because the way this person showed up for me was respectful. Mm-hmm. He was communicative, kind, intellectual. We connected on so many levels. And then when we got to this space where we realized it just isn't logistical and our lives are on such different paths, our relationship just wasn't going to happen. And mm-hmm. we made that conscious choice of like, yes, we could make this happen but is it really right for our individual paths? Right. We were able to have that conversation with so much respect and dignity and love. Mm -hmm. And then part, part ways, quote unquote. um, But we're still friends. Mm -hmm. And this person sent me this message the other day and, and just was like, I just want you to know how proud I am of you as a person and all the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just grateful that we get to be friends still. And it blew my mind because it was so healing Mm -hmm. to have that experience from start to finish and know that we didn't come out of it hating each other. We didn't come out of it with negative feelings towards each other. It's just that experience was so different than any -hmm. other dating experience I've had. And it's been this progression. And so I had this moment of realizing coming out of that, looking at my dating history. And I realized that you and I were talking about this last night, like I had this realization that In my entire dating history, since I was a teenager, I haven't had a type of person in terms of, like, physical looks, like, backgrounds, anything like that. Like, I have dated a vast range of people. Yes, me too. But I came to recognize in dating the last two and a half years that I had a dating pattern. Mm. And what my pattern was... Every single person I had dated and the person I married, all of that, they had one thing in common, and that was they were all emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. And that felt like safety to me, because that's how I grew up Mm -hmm. with emotionally unavailable parents. Yeah. And so my dating the last two and a half years, the, the healing in it has been that I'm healing myself separate from dating. And then also in the context of dating, I'm healing because as I've gone through these experiences, the caliber of people have changed because I have changed because I love myself Mm -hmm. and I have a secure, I have a secure attachment now within myself to myself. And so the people I'm dating are now becoming emotionally available, healthy people. Yeah.
1: It makes a big difference. I mean, Granted, I think everyone's putting their best foot forward and I think that you have to know, you have to sort of just know yourself enough in that space where when someone does come across your path where you're like, huh, I need to like, I need, I just want to like check, I want to see what this looks like or, you know, how this kind of goes because there is like a really, uh, like a comfortability with them, whether it's, wow, we probably had, and we're probably soul, you know, ties to each other. And there's just like this internal comfortable place, but that you don't necessarily feel with a lot of other people. And so it's Mm -hmm. just one of those moments, again, where you have to be really aware of Mm -hmm. what, what you did. Like, I just did energy i did good yes. conversation i mean i don't have a type really i mean they're all looks they've all looked so different gender. same i yeah same, all g- same gender like they're them. all cis women but yeah you know, they looks they're so different all of them
0: now, and yeah
1: nationality I, whatever
0: yeah same it's just been such a vast spectrum of backgrounds and different Mm -hmm. types of people and it's just like when I would meet them like there would be some kind of um intrigue Mm -hmm. it's an intrigue I like that word for this an an intrigue where you meet someone their energy speaks to you and you have to kind of follow that you kind of have to follow that and see where it goes Mm -hmm. because uh for me, it's always been, this is the next lesson. This is the next expansion. This is the next up leveling. And so now in my dating life, it's like approaching it that way. I I don't feel this dread about dating that a lot of people are expressing right now of all, you know, it's, it's a dumpster fire out there and the dating apps are trash and humans are trash. (laughs) Like, that's what you're hearing a lot right now. Like in the dating world, it's just people are exhausted and they're tired. And it's like, Okay, yeah, there is an element of like, yeah, the way we date socially has changed a lot. And there's an wow. exhaustion in, in swiping and messaging and all of that. But I just see it as fun. Yeah. I see it as opportunity. And
1: I'm excited about it. I'm glad you are. I mean, I will tell you when when you come across somebody that you just dig, it's, it's freaking so fun yeah i mean it's really fun to like peel back the layers see how each other like you know maneuvers through conversations and i mean it's just it's really cool it's 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 interesting i mean some of them have been hot mess but for the most part it's cool i don't
0: mind. yeah and i I think, uh, I think the biggest piece for me right now is like the letting go of attachment to outcomes. That's it. I'm telling you when I say
1: like, I'm excited, I'm excited for what's coming, but I'm just so like, I mean, two years ago, I was attached to all the outcomes. I was writing the story before I had, had known anything
0: yes the future future planning meet someone have a date you know and it's we were talking about this last night too like uh the roller coaster chase yes you know the highs and lows of emotion in dating of like oh this gave me a thrill i'm gonna chase it and then it's like this low 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 is this person gonna text me back and it's like if that's the kind of energy i encounter in in the people i'm dating i'm not interested i don't want roller coaster i want steady calm intentional and that's it's really normal. kind of like where my gauge is at right now. Like, how does it feel? How does this person's energy feel? <laughs> I
1: know. It's it's tr- it's so true. And then they'll text you and say, you know, when someone like you actually like and is actually on your level or um is literally healing you and you d- they don't know it at the moment because this is just organically how they show up and you're like, "Oh, this is what that's supposed to feel like." I- Oh, you mean, oh, this is what it's like to date a healthier person. <laughs> my God, I'm not, I'm not crying every day and like flipping out emotionally. I over-analyzing mean,
0: overanalyzing texts, right? Overanalyzing oh. lack of texts, right? Overanalyzing space of time between text yep. messages. Yeah. Letting like waiting to hear your phone go off and like plant like your whole day revolving around hearing from that person. That's right. Oh, And no. you know what?
1: I'm sorry, but when you're dating somebody and you're actually really wanting to like, you've established that, hey, let's see where this goes without mm-hmm. all stuff. You You have to show up. Like you have to be a good morning text. You need to be a good night texter. Like it's really important to establish some consistency um when you maybe not you don't see them every day when maybe it's maybe it's once a month maybe it's once every six months I mean like there are people that I you know follow on TikTok or Instagram or whatever who are in these like four or five year long distance relationships and Mm -hmm. they're always saying like what's the most important part is their communication like and just letting them know like Hey, I'm going to run to the grocery store. Like you think that might not be an important text, but it is important. It's nice for that person to be like, oh, they're thinking of me and I know what they're doing.
0: I think that's especially important in long distance relationships. Cause I will say, you know, one of our favorite podcasters, Sabrina Zohar. (laughs) Yeah. One of our favorite, you know, she's so, she talks about dating, you know, she talks a lot about this, about the, about the texting thing um and the anxiety people get about texting and, and it's like the reality is some people are not daily texters and that's okay but what's important is to have the conversation around your t- your communication styles if yeah, you're a phone no person right if wrong. you're it just are you a phone call person are you a texter do you want to do facetime like mm-hmm. and and understanding each other's styles and then also compromising a little bit about it if one person is not daily texter and the other person is that person saying hey when we text more often it makes me feel more connected to you and I appreciate that and then that person has the opportunity to show up for you even if it's maybe a little bit outside of their normal and then you also understand that if they're not texting you every hour or every morning that doesn't mean that they're not choosing you (laughs) that's
1: right that's right I mean so it's just it. But it's important. Like you said, it's like you just have to establish whatever is the expectation around texting, communication, day to day. How often do we make a plan to have dinner in person, hang out at each other's? Do we do we hang out at each other's apartment? Like all these things, you know, houses or whatnot. Or and if you have kids, like what does that expectation look like around? when you have the kids at your house like now tell me those expectations because we all want to stay present with our children but also if we're enjoying somebody right we don't want to let them think otherwise we want to let them know like hey um i'll be available after bedtime cool tap to talk to you in a few hours or whatever it is and i think it's yeah. just, again it's just Clarity and communication is fucking sexy. It is so hot. So smoking hot. Give me clarity. Tell me you dig me and you can't wait to chat with me, but I just you just have to chat with me later. You know what I mean? Like all good. Like zero animosity, zero worry, like all cool. And then follow that up. Because if it becomes, I want to do that later, then it becomes breadcrumbing, maybe a little gaslighting, and it just turns sour like really fast.
0: Yes. Like an example of this for me, (laughs) like going back to the texting and, and in this vein is, you know, like my, the, parent of my children um would send me daily text messages during times of the day where I was busy with our children yeah wanting wanting validation wa- not checking on me but wanting validation um and then if I didn't respond would be so angsty and upset that I wasn't validating and texting oh. back and in my head I was like you literally saw me a couple of hours ago. You know that I'm taking care of our children. You know that right now I have a nursing baby and a toddler that's running around the house and I'm picking up my stepchild from school and I don't have time to sit here and text you back about something that is unrelated to what I'm doing right now. And I'm going to see you in a couple of hours. And so it was this really terrible, you know, cycle for us. Um, And then, you know, my most recent conversation about dating with this person connection with this person It was, if I didn't respond because I was busy with my children, this lovely humid would literally, when I finally came back to respond, I'd be like, hey, so sorry, like I had some stuff going on with the kids. They would say, you know what? I knew that you were busy with the kids and I did not expect a response. I'm so glad to hear from you now. How are the kids doing? Exactly. That's what it allows though.
1: That's the space that you want to allow to breathe in between that that if it's really for you, you really don't have to do anything other than set the expectation, be totally honest with that person. If you can just be honest, then hopefully if they're a cool person, they're going to be honest. They're like You're going to lead that maybe, but you're going to find honesty coming back your way. And it, it just allows for so much peace. Like...
0: So, that on that, topic that yeah, sucks. yeah, yeah, it does. So, I would say then, okay, so let me ask you this. What are your top, let's do top three. Top three values in dating. What are you looking for? Top mm-hmm. three, Like, what are you wanting to see from someone, your top three?
1: Yeah, um, a good sense of humor, clear communication. And the ability to set expectations like Mm. to what we want going forward. Yeah. And that could be that That could be for two months. That could, I mean, it sets the tone. It's whatever will help you build foundation regardless of time, because I'm not thinking about the time anymore.
0: I'm Mm -hmm. just literally
1: present in the day of it. So all I'm doing is focusing on the 18 hours in my, in front of me. Yeah. I'm not focused on a hundred hours, you know, a hundred years ahead.
0: Yeah. I like that you said expectations. Mm -hmm. And I was actually having a conversation with a guy, friend earlier today, who's out dating and we were talking about expectations and how oftentimes people will put on their dating bio, what their expectations are, what they're looking for. But then once you start talking to them, they don't actually understand what their own expectations are. And so the context here was that we were talking about um, how to clearly present to people, um, especially as a dude, that you're looking for casual connections that are respectful, mutually enjoyable, all of that, Um, that you're not looking to establish a relationship right away, um, but you're open to. In the future, if if you connect with someone and you vibe with someone, you can exploring relationship. Yeah. Um. And his experience has been that like, women will say that on their bio, but then in in conversation, it becomes very clear that they're still just wanting to immediately make a relationship, like a full blown relationship, or they have a lot of hang ups around the casual thing, and so it just becomes like very clear that they're that their expectations are not understood by themselves. Whereas he understands his expectations and he's so transparent about it. And I love that you said that as a value, because it's so important to understand what your own expectations are. A
1: hundred percent, because I will tell you in the lesbian world, like they love meeting as friends first. I don't know where this started, but and and granted I would love I love the idea of falling in love with my best friend but guess what they become your best friend when they show up like your fucking best friends like mm-hmm. no, they are not coming like I don't need more friends truthfully mm-hmm. yeah like, I have enough friends so I I'm more about like I'll ask them are you looking Because you want to like, are you looking as friends, like you're want to fall in love with a best friend or are you genuinely just building community? Because that's Mm. two very different
0: like ways. That's a great question. It does.
1: It's a good, it gets an interesting response because it makes them have to think for a second, like, no, I just, and, and most
0: of them, I just chose that because it feels safe. That's so interesting because that's something like you'll hear a lot in conversations between heterosexual women, like who, how, who are mothers with children. Like I was thinking about this, like oftentimes I've heard some of my female friends who are straight say things like, or or I've talked about it. My, my, like my best friend and I, when we were younger, we used to talk about this all the time. Like, can the two of us just get married and, and raise our children together? Right. And I think there is like a piece within women where we're like we're looking for safety we're looking for nurturing right we're looking for communication we're looking for ease for flow within it our relationships shows up as friendship we have in our friendship that's right and so that makes sense that like so especially especially women who are maybe later in life lesbians are just coming out like that they would make that connection of like friendship equals love
1: that's right and I believe that there is a little bit of that, but you also have to find, you want to feel passion for that person because I don't need friends. So you're like, you're looking for the passion that can match friendship and sort of, but the friendship part is only after you're building foundation because. At first, it can just be kind of sexy. Someone slides into your DM and you're like, what is that? Or they're like, or they're forward on an app and you're like, nice way to shoot your shot there. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to get someone's attention and then you look at them and you're like, "Okay, they're they're kind of cute. I'm kind of curious now. But the friendship piece is this calm space that just like I feel when I'm with my besties that like. I can be myself. I can Mm -hmm. say what's really on my mind. I don't have to hold back. I mean, you withhold certain level of obviously of of like connection, like feelings and stuff because a part of you is like, it's too soon to feel that. But then you read stories all the time where they're like, nope, we knew three days later we were going to the courthouse to get married and they're still married.
0: Yes, that happens all the time. And... (laughs) I think there's a two balance things. though. Yeah, two things. First of all, I, I kind of wanted to go back like to the friend thing. You know, I adore my friends. I adore my friends, right? And I love the peace and the safety and the connection I have with my friends. But also I don't want to sleep with my friends. 100%, 100%. And so I'm not looking to date, Right. looking for a best friend. Right. Because I have that. Right. I don't need that.
1: But if your partner becomes the per- one of the people in your life, which which we hope they should, yes. be, like, where you're like, this is a safe place for me to land at the end of the day. I yes. had a crappy day. This person's going to nurture me because you have that foundation set. But then you're like, but tomorrow morning, I can't wait to call Michelle because I really need to download this shit. Like, it's just a different- yes. It's It's a different different, relationship, right? But it still has to be nurtured and safe. And you still have to feel like you can be your whole self, which means you are sharing all of yourself with this person, like your girlfriends. It just shows up in a totally different
0: way exactly and then the second thing i was going to talk about was like the time frame piece yeah because i recently had an interaction with another podcaster on instagram and this wonderful woman um shares all about her journey of like going coming out of divorce and really deep diving her her personal healing like really getting into it therapy like really doing the intentional work ifs all the things um and just really committing to it and i resonated with that so much because that's you know what i've done but then also still like going out dating and like learning from dating and then coming to this space where she loved herself so much and knew so much what she wanted and of course she wasn't perfectly healed because none of us are and she's talks about that but then right she got back on the dating apps and swiped so this one guy was like, I want to date this man. Wow. And they started dating and he was the same way. He has, he was someone who had intentionally done so much work on himself and she could see it in how she, how he showed up. And she said, within a month, we knew that we were going to get married. Isn't that sweet? And people, so many people were commenting on her feed about how, you know, she wasn't healthy because she married someone that she had met, you know, a month ago and all these things. And it was like, time is irrelevant if they when you're had, a healthy
1: person. If they had eight-hour conversations for those first couple of weeks, like, every night, eight, like, you can get through a lot of stuff. I mean...
0: Well, and know. I actually commented and I said, I said on there, I said, you know what? I, you know, I spent 10 years with someone. It's only to realize I barely knew this person.
1: Isn't that the craziest? And then you meet somebody in three weeks. Later and then you, you yeah, know them.
0: exactly. And you know them and you, you, you know, their childhood, you know, their wounds, you know, it's their healing, they're like, showing you know up with you and they know themselves and that's yes. what they're bringing to the table. That's right.
1: Yep, And they don't, and, and like you said, like we're all in the process of healing something, you know, and it's more about, it's, an, it's, it's lovely how people show up differently with different people because of where you're at in the healing space, where they're at on their journey. And it, it can be the coolest and the easiest thing on the face of the earth or you can just push against it and force it and try to chase it down and make it something, you know, but two people have to be in it together. Like I can't, I can't just do it on my own. I can't like, you can't have a relationship on by yourself. I mean, yep. I tried that in my marriage and it it doesn't work.
0: It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And it's just like, you know, You know, there's so much healing you can do on your own. And then there's also a lot of healing that kind of has to happen in the container of a relationship. Yes. Cause it's the only
1: time where you're mirrored or triggered in a way. And if they're holding, if, if you have someone that's holding space for you in those moments or just being able to process it through with you, then it becomes a really healing space. And that's, yes, that's what you end up craving. That's what you end up yearning for. That's what you end up longing for is mm-hmm. a space of safety. Like you were saying about all these straight women, like it, they just want safety and how that represents and shows up as a friend. But you're right. Women just want to feel safe, which means we have to show up um, consistently with the consistency of actions. Everything has to match.
0: And you also have to understand what safety feels like within yourself. Totally. Because if you don't know what safety feels like within yourself, you're not going to be able to recognize when you're unsafe with others.
1: Right. It's so true. And it's like, I'm just not afraid to be single. I'm not anymore. Like I, I was a little worried about it for a bit because I just love being in a relationship but I don't want that same relationship. I want a new, I want a relationship that we co-create the relationship together.
0: I, I was thinking about this because I keep coming back to looking at my dating history because I, I was thinking to myself last night, you know, that first person that I dated coming out of my relationship, if I had self abandoned and stayed with that person From the space of believing that I wasn't going to have anything better. um, Where would I be now? And recognizing that each time I've dated, it's only gotten better. Mm -hmm. Has me so thoroughly convinced. That I am going to receive exactly what I want and need. When it's the right time. 100%. And so I am just staying open, uh huh, receiving, yep, choosing myself, yes, and genuinely loving my life and where I'm at and embracing it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. I mean, it's really, really
1: cool. I know people get really scared to like do that shadow work and to do, Mm. but I'll tell you that if you're genuinely listening to this right now and you're single and you haven't done that piece of it, don't complain that you're not attracting the people that you want. You have to do this freaking work. You have to, if you, otherwise you're just getting fucking lucky. If you find somebody that just, rocks your world and it works and blah, 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 then that's fantastic. I'm so glad that I'm proven wrong in that way. That's okay. Yeah. I, but I will tell you 90% of everyone on an app right now, I'll probably say like 40% of those people, which is a big percentage have not done any work and it shows in the yeah. way they write, the, they write it or the lack of writing anything. Like it Mm is so annoying when they put one picture up they, but it's telling it's like, wow, you don't even want to put
0: any effort into this. (laughs) Or when they say things like this one always cracks me up, cracks me up so much. They'll be on the dating app. They have a profile dating app, right? Yeah. And they fill out all their information, but then their bio says, don't know why I'm here. Um, wish that, you know, where are all the good women at, um, you know, uh, be the one to make me delete this piece of shit app. <laughs> it's like oh my god. Do you do you really think that people are gonna be trying to match with you with that kind of energy? Cause that is so negative. Yeah. Like, I think I
1: think the whole indecisive thing again, that just I realize now for myself, like, and I expect this from my friends, and luckily I have really amazing communicative friends. Obviously that is in my own design and my friendships Mm -hmm. design, but like I can't have anyone who literally just can't talk to me. Like, and Mm. I, and, and and it's fine. I get it. Like I'm really self-aware, like I'm really self-aware. And I love when people just say, I'm, I really want to work on that. And I love that. Mm. That's like attractive. Right. Like, I don't need the other person to be so self-aware like me, because if it's in their journey, if it's part of what they want to learn, then they'll learn, like they will just yeah. through, through time. It's more about the choosing of like being in this or not. Like, I just, mm. really I just desperately need fucking clarity. I can't do, I can't do push pull. I can't do uncertainty. I just can't. I mean, I'll take a risk for the unknown. And that's totally cool, but that's all that you're getting at the end of the day. If that's, if, if that's it, then peace out, have a great one.
0: Yeah. I think for me, thinking about the things that are the most important for me, um, you know, knowing someone who knows themselves, Yeah, which so is part, part, part of, of that clarity, these are your three
1: values that you're yeah, getting. To yeah. So, okay, yeah.
0: Cool. So, you know, clair- and clarity is part of knowing yourself. So like Someone who knows themselves. Yeah. Someone who is growth oriented. Heck yeah. Very important for me. That's
1: number four. Definitely for me.
0: Yeah. And of course, like there's so many more that's important, but like these are my core, yeah. like top three, you know. But then I really realized um, through connecting with this last person I connected with that a really integral one for me Is someone who gives me the space and holds the space and sees and loves my bigness. Mm -hmm. Because I have a big energy. Yes, you do. And I've always had a big energy. And as a child, it was very boxed in, repressed, denied, pushed down. And part of my healing journey has really been to connect with, reparent, and step into my big energy in a big, big way. And I realized in my dating history that most of the people I had dated um, were drawn to my energy and then wanted to box it in.
1: Yeah, because there's, well, there's a real mix with you. It's like they can have this big person energy. You have this fire within you. You're like super um, motivated, you are outspoken in all the right ways. Like you're up, you're, you stick up for the underdog, but there is the other side that a lot of people don't get to see because they don't make it past day one with you is you also need a soft place to land that you really love being a woman. And like, being in that divine feminine softness at times, mm-hmm. and you need a, a strong enough partner that is okay with both sides of you in all those ways and learns to navigate through that or is able to have a conversation with you and go, um, or just ask you, like, hey, what energy are we feeling today? And you're like, I'm in a soft girl energy. Okay, cool. So, are we gonna watch a movie? Are we gonna? Like, you know, or I'm in my big girl energy. My big girl panties are on. We're going for a a 10 mile hike or we're going to do some type of project that's going to like encourage, you know, and increase our abundance or whatever.
0: Right. Like. Yes, and then also like I'm that person who is very potentially going to disappear for 24 hours out in nature and meditate by myself in a tent in the woods, and they and have, have to a be totally spiritually okay experience. with that, right? <laughs> like I need a lot of space. Like, and and it's so interesting that you say that, and I love that you see that because it relates to like in my astrology, I am an Aries and Taurus cusp, mm-hmm. so I have this. Taurus, grounded, earthy, feminine, softness, luxury, all of that. (laughs) But then I also have this Aries passion, drive, motivation, get shit done, big, you know, big thinker, all of that. And then my rising sign is Scorpio, which Scorpio is big mystery energy. Yep. Is um, a closed aura presenting to the world? Maybe it's a so black widow. It, yeah, and so it is just this. Dy- I'm this dynamic energy mm-hmm. that is a lot, and I was told when I was growing up that it was a lot. But you're and not now, a lot. That's, but that's what's the thing. funny. I'm not too much, and nope. I'm owning it, and I'm just being myself, and so. You know, in this this connection with this last person, what really came up was the recognition that when people have been drawn to me and wanted to date me, they were drawn to this big magnetic energy, but wanting the soft girl, but only wanting the soft girl and wanting the big magnetic energy to leave. And for me to be the soft little wifey, the soft little stay at home homemaker, Yeah, soft little raising the children, being there when you come home, making the dinner, all of that. But without creating space for, I am not a housewife. Nope. I love to take care of my home, but I'm not staying home. Right.
1: No, I mean, it's true. It's like this person really has to have their own life and feel really confident in their skin because, first of all, they have to be a really good communicator just to say to you, like, Okay, what's this week look like? I mean, you' you' you are very good about saying, this Saturday, I need to go to nature. Like I'm mm-hmm. feeling it, I'm getting extra cranky, like however it shows up for you, right? Like, oh, I'm scattered, I need to get grounded, like whatever that means. Yeah. And um, I think again, it just comes back to knowing who you are. I mean, as a good friend, I know exactly who you need. And as as I can say to you, you could probably write my bio better than I write. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And that's because with our friendships, we learn what each other wants, desires, needs. And not only that, like, we all have our own perception of who this person should be and like physically what they have to look like and be and the money they need to make, like all these fucking things that, guess what, at the end of the day, none of it fucking matters. If they can't be consistent, if they can't communicate, if they can't, if they're not growth mindset, or if they don't understand how to create expectations, like for themselves.
0: The list piece, I was going to mention this earlier and it slipped my mind because we changed topics, but the list piece, my list has changed. Because I had this moment, you and I talked about this in this, you know, this last fall, my list changed because it became less about what does the person look like? What do they do? And it became about what do I want a relationship to feel like? Feel like, exactly. So then identifying what I want a relationship to feel like. So what are the qualities that a partner has to bring to the relationship in order for it to feel that way? What are the qualities I need to bring to the relationship in order for it to feel that way? Am I doing those things
1: for myself? Right. Because the thing is when you want, when you're allowing to want a relationship and not need a relationship, all those negotiable, all those non-negotiables and those requirements kind of don't matter because you're like, Hold on. I fill my own cup. I make my own money. I don't need anyone to pay my rent. So I'm not looking for sugar mama or sugar daddy, whoever you are. Um, You literally just need the person to be your fucking person. Like, yes, that's it. That is where like the adding value piece, like they're adding, like I go out and I'm on my Vespa and I'm like going to take myself on at my own date. But if I had the person who made me feel all those things, it would just amplify the fun. Yes. So yeah, how does it feel? Yeah, it just how does changes. it feel? Yeah, it changes exactly because we're in a want, not a need.
0: Yeah, that's that the key right there.
1: God, if you're on a if you're on the apps and desperate for a relationship, it's, you're not. You no. Know. It's a disappointment after disappointment because of just in the tweak of how you're showing up for yourself in that moment. That's it has has literally nothing to do with the people on those apps. They're there because Mm -hmm. they want to be like you have no control over any of them.
0: You only have control over yourself. Exactly. And so like i I would tell like I'm not a dating coach, but like if someone was asking me about like, oh, I'm thinking about dating, what what you know what should I think about? I'm like, I would tell someone, think about your own energy. Mhm. How do you perceive dating? How do you perceive relationships? Yeah, what are you bringing to the table? What are you doing for yourself that you're wanting someone else to do for you? Are you doing that for yourself? Take a look at your list. Throw out. It's really important to me that he is six foot. Throw out. It's really important to me that he makes six figures. Throw those superficial things out. Take a look. How do you want to feel is in a he, relationship?
1: Is, is he is he tall enough to make you feel small? Like, like there might be a different shift. Like I just like maybe they like tall people for whatever. age. Yeah, team. yeah, totally. Like, and and also like maybe. Right. And like, OK, but maybe instead of asking a person if they make six figures, maybe find out if they're happy doing what they do. Yes. Like yes. That, might, that might make up for the additional 30, 40 K because you're getting a partner who literally loves what they do.
0: I was thinking about that today. I was as I was like out doing what I love to do this weekend. You know, I taught my one of my first art classes yesterday and, and I just, it lit me up in such a beautiful way. And I was just like, Mm. you know what? Um, one of the things on my list had been, I want to be with someone who is entrepreneurial, who is creative. And as I started thinking about why that matters to me, well, in the terms of entrepreneurial, like I like to have a freedom and flexibility in my schedule Mm. as someone who is an entrepreneur that's important to me. Mm-hmm. So in being with someone who's a partner, I look at my my marriage and I never saw that person because that person worked 50 to 60 hours a week and so it was, you Makes know, a few hours sense. here and there in passing. So I, and and looking at entrepreneur it's it's not that I want them to own their own business per se. It's that I want to spend time with them or they can work remote. So this way there's yeah. flexibility.
1: In their schedule, yeah. maybe they don't go home right away because you, you don't have the kids. Maybe it's a weekend and they can stay till Monday because they can do a conference call from your place and then maybe head out. But there's there's just flexibility around their job. So how does that yeah for you right? Like, exactly. And, and then just, the
0: create yeah
1: you're you're creating a new list in a sense, but yeah way more flexibility, way more flexible around, again, about how you feel with this person. Yeah.
0: How it's they going feel. to the roots. Yeah. Going to the roots of what it is that you're wanting Yeah, and how that feels versus the superficial things.
1: I mean, and then, you know, having the expectations around parenting, having the expectations around sex. If you mm-hmm. can talk about a simple, like, Hey, this is what I like to do on the weekend. And I always have a, like, if it's a guy that you're dating or whatever, like, Hey, I have a boys pickup game every Sunday. Cool. Michelle and I record our podcast every Saturday. Like that's okay for people to come with their things. They just have to be able to like verbalize it because if you can't even verbalize the day-to-day bullshit, like the normal stuff, how are you going to verbalize what, expectations around sex looks like and how that shows up for both of you and and all that kind of thing and if you're compatible or if you're not so here's
0: an interesting thought on that topic yeah when it comes to sex knowing yourself sexually is really important really when important. you're dating really important especially as women because there's so many women who don't feel comfortable with their own bodies and they don't know what they like sexually or maybe if they were like me, they were trapped in a marriage where sex was, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, you went so long without it. And totally. it's like. Knowing yourself sexually, having a relationship with your body yeah, is important in dating as well, because then you're able to show up at the table. You have that conversation. Uh, uh, exactly.
1: Like for me. I I think about, wow, I haven't, I haven't had, you know, relations for a while now. And so it's important to recognize like for myself, I don't know if I'm like super amped into day by day, like, or what that looks like yet, because I just haven't had it in that in so long in a steady fashion. And if you're in a long distance relationship, then Of course, then it's like, you are going to, in a sense, because there's limited time that you're actually spending Mm -hmm. with one another, but it's still, it's still an important conversation around, I honestly don't know how I, I like, are you cool with me figuring that out? Because I don't know what my drive is at this point. You know, I know I want to have a drive. I want to be explorative. Like, I want to like see how and what is good for me today that didn't work for me back then when I was really young in my twenties or even mm-hmm. maybe showed up in relationships. But like, I, if I've grown as a person, I can only imagine that, you know, now I'm in my fifties, my drive might be different, but I'm open to like being just open to all of that. Right. And just allow yeah. pleasure at the end of the day. And I think that's what It all comes down to when you're building through communication, that safety piece, that trust piece. And Mm -hmm. if you're just not in tune with yourself, you don't realize that all of those things are going on in the background while you're just trying to have fun and get to know somebody.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Could have said it better. Beautifully said. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So anyways,
1: but yeah, it's, it's, it's also fascinating, isn't it? It's interesting. It really is. It's interesting through your new lens. (laughs) 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 It is. is, Um, I will say when, when you do connect with somebody, don't fucking run away from it. Like lean into that. Just tell them, Hey, I'm really nervous because I've just like, it's okay. Like, Be vulnerable in dating also, because by not having attachments and just showing up and vulnerable, you're healing yourself by just speaking your truth and learning to speak our truths will make you such a good partner at some point when that person is the right person. And you've like been speaking your truth for four months and it's a better habit now and you're just getting used to it. And it's like when you don't speak your truth, it feels wretched it's almost painful
0: it's self-abandonment and and you know you know on the other side of that like also speaking your truth around your boundaries and what doesn't work for you and what doesn't feel good because then you're choosing yourself and it's like when you're coming to a relationship like those dynamics are going to be in a relationship you're going to talk about your truth whether it feels good and sometimes it doesn't feel good to talk about your truth because you're worried that might hurt the person's feelings, but you know that you have to speak your truth and communicate and work through things. And I'm sorry, like you can forget the whole, what color are
1: your eyes? When were you born? Like get through the deep, like here's my list of five things. Can we talk about these right now? Like just come out of the gate, like don't waste anybody's time. It's okay like, just ask, like, find out what color their favorite color is, you know, uh, uh, like, five days later or whatever. I don't, or just, like, a cute text every now and then, like, hey, I was just thinking, I was looking at this new sweater I have, and I just was curious, like, I realized I didn't know your favorite color. What is that? (laughs) You're so smooth. (laughs) Smooth, Uh, but, you know, it's true. It's, like, I just, I don't know, I come out of the gate swing, and I'm, like, I'm, I'm like seeing where they land what are they kind of come back as like it's kind of a fun psychological game of like dodgeball
0: Do you know what I love talking about dating with you because you're a mana or you're a generator in human design right yeah. and yeah. I'm a manifester in human design and it was so fascinating because um Aaron Claire Jones who is like Love one her. of the <laughs> human design people and her podcast yep. is just absolutely lovely I wish I could remember the name of it sometimes so I could share maybe we'll share it in the show notes or something but she did a live webinar right before valentine's day talking about love and dating through the the signs the types oh fun and I have to look I that up. Asked, yeah I asked a question on the live because I'm a manifester and we are people who initiate yeah and I'm also a woman who doesn't want to have to initiate a relationship. Mm -hmm. So I asked the question, I said, okay, as a manifester, and we're, you know, we're told that you're here to initiate, inspire, like take the first step. But as a woman who wants to like be, like, I want to be courted. Like, let's just make that clear. Like I want to be courted. (laughs) Um, I want that energy. Give me all the romance, you Mm -hmm. know, love it. Uh, I said, as someone who wants to be courted, how does that look? Like, how do I do that as a manifester? And she gave me the most beautiful answer that just gave me so much permission. I love it and I feel so good about it. She said, what you would do is you would initiate by showing that you're interested and then stepping back and letting them come in and take the le- take the lead.
1: Oh, I like that. So you, can fit, so you can verbally say, I'm really interested in getting to know you and then leave it. It could. It, it doesn't have to be like that. It could literally be like initiating a conversation. Gotcha. You're just like, hey, what's that in that picture? Tell me about that. I, yeah, I
0: see the. I see the energy. I like the energy. I initiate conversation, and then I receive. Gotcha. Then you step back to receive. Yeah,
1: and if if that made me right, if so if
0: excited. Right. Yeah.
1: Yes. Does it work?
0: I haven't had a chance to try it yet. Okay. I'm excited to see if this works. I will update everyone when and if that happens.
1: Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. I'm just,
1: I'm just very fascinated and also enthusiastic about just getting to know good people. And currently I'm just enjoying the process. It's just been really lovely. Once I got out of my head, once I started to, I like how I had to get to be where I was ready. I was really actively ready. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Whether,
1: whether it's for six months, whether it's for a year, whether it's
0: forever, I have no idea. You know, it sounds so cliche to say, and I say that as someone who thought it was so fucking cliche and I hated it so much when people told me this. You're not going to find love until you love yourself.
1: One hundred percent. I mean, and of course, it's not like you have to be a be the best at self love ever. It's no, more just that's like, a that's a relationship. Like in progress. I'm not going to stand for bullshit anymore. Like I'm not going to take the breadcrumbs. I'm not going to take inconsistency. Like find a couple of things. It only has to be a few tiny little non negotiable things that can be part of your boundaries going forward of what you're seeking. So if you're seeking a bedmate, then make that fucking clear. It's all good. Like if you just yep. want to have if you just want to have a significant person to just have sex with because that feels safe for you and that's just what you need at the moment, fucking go for it, you know? Get it. But do it respectfully. Right. Communication. But as long as it's consenting adults communicating around the expectation that If one of us catches feels, we need to have that conversation. Otherwise, let's just enjoy some playful fun. And then you can have the next and then the next person might be like, I'm over date. I like I want a significant other. I want to be married. I want to like have a life with somebody. That's a very different approach to the sex. So the just wanting to have a bedmate. And then to the other person, just saying, I'm just kind of looking for friends. I don't know exactly what I want. I'm not even sure I'm gay. I'm not even sure, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and I'm in an open, you know, whatever it is. But, like, just be freaking clear about what. And it's okay. You can ask for anything you want. Just be clear and, and get consent from that person. And get, and get clear on your expectations, but it's fluid, these, like, people are just doing their thing. It's just done with grace, respect, communication, and expectations.
0: Yes. Yes. Again, so well said. Get out there. Do it with confidence. And just keep showing
1: up. Be your freaking, be your best self. Like I challenge anybody today, if they haven't been on the apps in a while, or if they are, go change your profile to put exactly what you want in there. Just fucking write exactly what you want, what you're not willing to give up and just be clear and see what happens.
0: Yep, make it so, so clear. And then when you have a conversation... With the people who are coming into your inbox. Who oh, don't fucking read the- your profile. <laughs> Continue the clarity.
1: Right. Hey, did you look at my profile? I was pretty clear in what I wanted. Oh, I just thought I'd like kind of sl- just tell you that you're cute. You know what I mean? Like.
0: Do you want to hear something funny? What? Yes, I do. But what? I was telling my lovely guy friend this this morning, because we were talking about our dating profiles. So we sent our bios to each other and he helps me with mine and I help him with his. That's cute. And uh, I sent him my screenshot of of my updated bio because I'm tired of dudes messaging me or trying to match with me um, who clearly haven't read my bio. So I put in my bio as one of the prompts. It said, what is your personal hell? Like the prompt said, what is your personal hell? So I put as my personal hell is conservative christian dudes who don't read bios that's freaking epic (laughs) and i love it because that is going to wipe out a whole genre of people that i'm annoyed by if they do read my bios um or the couples who
1: slide in where when i had a when i i learned this really early on like if i put an uh, if i put uh, a profile on there it's like you go no couples no poly no e and m looking for monogamy <laughs> like you know like you have to write all this and guess what a couple will still slide in and be like hey we'd love for you to be our unicorn and i had to like
0: look that up i will tell you i that is something as a bisexual woman whose dating profile is set to to all genders that is something i constantly get and it's exhausting because or or a lot of times what's happening is women who are in their 30s 40s married open relationship want to have a girlfriend and i'm just like bless you do your thing not here for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean Not and that's fine because there's a ton of women who
0: put ENM
1: on their, you know, totally or, or totally. Why do you have to reach why do you have to like reach out to me like, that says thanks no. for shooting your shot? Not here for it. No, no, no thanks for shooting your shot. I've told <laughs> you clearly what the hell <laughs> I mean all my OG leather are like, what the fuck are these dudes coming slide trying to slide in or put women, women, because
0: mm-hmm. I don't even
1: put any, I don't put all people, like I literally just put women. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want a dick in my bed <laughs> or in your inbox or in my inbox. That literally just, it's so annoying. There are so many other women who say they're poly and EM. slide <sighs> into their DMs, like go yes. say hi on their profile. I literally say no to you. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no more. No more of that, please. Fuck off, face engaged. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, I rip into them like, what the hell about my profile says yes to you? Like for real. That's what I tell them, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, sorry." I'm like, no. "Not accepted. Delete. Block. Bye." I mean, I'm not on any of the apps now, but like when I am, that's, and all my other friends say the same shit. It's so lame. Or they, you know, like on Instagram, there's videos of people talking about that, which is just makes me laugh. Wow.
0: Can anyone read a profile? Yeah, no, it's pretty annoying, especially for someone who loves to write and read. Yes. To have people come on to dating apps. The intention yeah, of dating yeah. and then not even read and write. That's why it makes you start to feel like it's just like grocery shopping for people. <laughs> like you're just, those people are just, that's the de- desperation energy. Mm-hmm. They're just swiping right on everyone, everyone, everyone. To see, exactly. to see who will land, who's going to open up and land for them. You know, that's the de- desperation energy we're talking about. Like, yeah. what are you bringing? What are you bringing to the table?
1: just bring some some consistency. Listen to me when I speak. I mean, I love the fact that, you know, you'll answer a question 10 texts ago because it mattered.
0: Mm -hmm. It's like
1: all those little things mean so much in the, in the big scheme of things, because you're not necessarily hanging out with that person day in and day out to understand those habits. So showing up in those small profound ways create a beautiful flowing foundation of I'll show up tomorrow. I'm like, now I'm really curious about how tomorrow's conversations are going to go. Yeah. It's just all cool. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been fascinating. I mean, it is a fucking mind shift and a mind fuck too at times, but Otherwise, yeah, just very fascinating.
0: Do you know what your favorite word is?
1: Fascinating.
0: Fascinating. (laughs) This has been this has been a fascinating and interesting conversation with you.
1: Well, when we talk within our lens, we have a really good time.
0: And I like how we've both been doing this like Italian hand gesture while hey, we're speaking. Hey,
1: hey, manja, more of this, please. Oh. <laughs> more of this. More, please. more, more, more. Eh? More, <laughs> more.
0: We're talking about oh. love. So yeah, it'll be oh, fun. To yeah. all of our listeners out there, we hope you're having an amazing February of love, whether it's mm-hmm. self-love, mm-hmm. badass single love, yep. partner love, learning about love, unlearning yeah. your narratives about love however right. love is showing up for you this month
1: oh my god thank you oh for being god. here Mike. drop from river that was perfect <laughs> love, love you friend love you too
0: Appreciate Bye. You. Bye. if you enjoyed this episode today be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say baby sharing is caring <laughs>